Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Women's Integrative Summit on Health and Wellness, the Wishwell Podcast. I am Dr. Michelle Dang, your host of this podcast, and this week I'm recording a little bit earlier than I normally record. For those of you who do not know, I live in Houston, Texas, and we are in the middle of this insane winter storm which I know some of my friends up a little bit higher north in Dallas have said that their low today was one degree, which is totally unheard of. Here in Houston, I believe the lowest we got was maybe in the um, teens, and it was super fun the first day when it was snowing and we got to go outside. My son was super excited. We're a little bit disappointed this year uh, just because we weren't really able to travel. We, we didn't travel at all. And we try to do kind of a ski or snow trip once a year, or we wanted to bring him along. And this year we didn't get to do that. We had got all these the snow gear, snow boots, and we didn't get to do it. So we were super excited the other day. We were able to go out and play in the snow wearing our snow gear. But then... Um, we were lucky enough to still have power at the moment, but I know a lot of my friends and family members were not so lucky. And so it is just has been complete madness here in Houston and other parts of Texas where we just are not used to this type of weather. Everything is shut down. The schools are shut down. I'm not able to go into work. I'm not really able to go anywhere. People just, it's just madness. So this week's episode was particular, particularly important because it is about chronic stress management. So I am really utilizing some of the techniques that we talk about in this episode. And one thing that I kind of wanted to just bring up, and it's aside from this week's episode, but also related in some ways, is I was listening to a podcast the other day about mindset management. And I thought that was really important just because personally, I get really sucked into social media, scrolling, kind of mindless, but also in some ways, even though I tell myself that it's mindless, it is taking a lot of my brain space and my mental energy whenever I am scrolling. So one thing that I personally am trying to do is... I have this habit of the last thing that I do before I go to sleep is to kind of scroll through my phone. The first thing that I do when I wake up is scroll through my phone. And one of the tips that I was learning about was if I have this itch to reach for my phone and to kind of take up that brain space, instead of using that energy towards mindless surfing, which is really not mindless, using those five or 10 minutes to just meditate, which I do enjoy meditating. It's just such a habit for me to, instead of meditating, I just reach for my phone. So I'm trying to do that for myself. If I do want to reach for my phone, 
maybe instead of reaching for those social media apps or those news articles, reach for my meditation app. And I'm just going to try that out and see how I feel. And I have a feeling that I will feel much more positive, much better. So maybe try something like that if you want. So I want to switch gears and talk about this week's episode, which is number 57. And as I mentioned, it is on chronic stress management. And this episode features Dr. Bindia Gandhi. And I'm super excited to have her on this podcast just because I know that she shares a lot of good tips and tricks in order to reduce some stress management. And um, what we talked about, and it's such an important topic, especially in the time of COVID-19, we're all feeling so incredibly stressed in so many different ways. And on top of that, despite it still, or in spite of it still being a pandemic, there's other stresses, like for example, the storm that I was mentioning, definitely adds stress because we're already stuck inside, not really able to have our normal routine. And now we have a winter storm on top of that with power outages. So, so much stress that we are dealing with. And so in this week's episode, I chat with her about chronic stress management. And Dr. Bindia has always known that she's wanted to practice more than a traditional medicine practice. She became yoga and Reiki certified in medical school and started learning about integrative medicine while she was in medical school. And after she completed her family practice residency, she also completed integrative medicine and functional medicine fellowships. During residency, she talks about dealing with the stress and the ability to heal herself through her knowledge of integrative and functional medicine. She discusses how chronic stress can be a gateway to other chronic medical conditions, notably by decreasing your immune system. So we talk about how do we react to stress in a positive way and how do we manifest stress in our lives. So without getting too much into the episode itself, make sure you tune in to the rest of the episode, listen in to get some tips. You can find out more about Dr. Bindia Gandhi on Instagram at DrBindiaMD, her website, DrBindiaMD.com. So check her out. I will have her full bio on the blog, wishwell.health.blog. You can always leave me a message on my Instagram at MD or our um, podcast Instagram, wishwell.health. So other than that, please take care. Stay safe wherever you are, whatever you are doing. Try to reduce stress as much as you can. And if you do get a chance, if you do listen on iTunes, please remember to subscribe, leave me a rating and review, and send me any messages. I love hearing from you all. So many great topics coming up. I will, I keep promising that I will have a solo episode soon. I have so many changes going on, very positive, very exciting changes. Of course, I'm always doing, still doing the podcast. I love doing, recording the podcast. I love connecting with so many of you women physicians, women in medicine and healthcare, women of all walks of life. So take care, stay safe. I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Ding with the Wishful Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Bindia Gandhi, and she is a board-certified integrative and functional medicine physician in Georgia, and I'm super excited to have her here. She will be talking today about chronic stress management, and I'll definitely let her go into more details about specifically what topics we will be talking about, but I wanted to give her the opportunity to introduce herself to you all and share with you her background. So welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me today. So I am a double board certified um, family physician as well as integrative and functional medicine doctor. I've been practicing this way for about six years. Um, I treat all different types of patients from kids to adults um, at our practice in Decatur, Georgia. It's called Revive Atlanta MD. Um, we predominantly focus on getting to the root cause of medical problems um, and we take a completely holistic approach to wellness. We do a lot of prevention. Um, we do a lot of um, just in general, um, we look at things completely differently than a traditional doctor would. So um, I'm looking at genetics, I'm looking at nutrition, I'm looking at lifestyle measures, I'm looking at different biomarkers and our job or my job is to get people to feel better, feel healthier um, so that they can ideally you know, live out their purpose, whatever they're meant to be doing. Amazing. And definitely speaking my language, I did also do integrative medicine fellowship a few years ago. And I think there is a very big shift in just the way people are looking at health and wellness nowadays. So it's not just about the medications, but really getting to the meat of it and why they are feeling the way they are and what they can do to improve their lives. So definitely wonderful that you're doing that. And tell us, um, when you were doing family medicine, did you always have this interest or was it something that after you graduated and started practicing that you decided to kind of go into functional and integrative medicine? So, you know what, I think I've always known, I, I tell people this, I've always known I wanted more than just traditional medicine. Um, I mean, very early on in medical school, in my pharmacology class, I was not happy with what I was learning. Um, it was disease management. And I knew that, you know, one of the, one of the conversations I remember specifically is my uh, pharmacology professor saying that, you know, um, a side effect to the medication that we were talking about, I think at the time was something like amlodipine or something was actually the mechanism of action. So the swelling in the legs that we tend to see with, you know, certain blood pressure medicine is actually normal. And it's inevitable when a patient is going to experience that. And I remember being like, that doesn't make sense. So there's got to be more to medicine than just, you know, prescribing medications. And, if I'm prescribing one medication for blood pressure and now they're having leg swelling, then I've got to combat that leg swelling. It just didn't make sense to me, right? So I knew very early on that was when I became, um, you know, I was already doing a little bit of yoga, a little bit of med meditation for myself just to deal with stress in medical school. But I eventually um, in medical school became yoga certified as well as Reiki certified, uh, very outside the box. You know, everybody at that time was like, what are you doing? You're a weirdo, you know? And I was like, no, there's, I'm going to use this somehow in medicine. I don't know when or how or, or whatever. Um, I was fortunate to learn about integrative medicine in medical school. Um, I didn't know there were certain programs at that time that combined family medicine and integrative medicine together. Um, so I did a traditional family medicine um, residency. And then while I was in re residency, um, learned more about the University of Arizona program. So so when I was done with my residency in 2014, I immediately started my fellowship in integrative medicine, you know, did that for two years while I was doing my integrative medicine fellowship. Um, I was also doing my functional medicine training through the Institute of Functional Medicine. So I was kind of doing all this stuff at the same time. And then, of course, um, you know, long story short, I had my own medical issues in residency, um, dealing with chronic stress, um, dealing with 
um, a lot of, you know, not just chronic stress, but just in general, I, I was having, I had a rash on my face that didn't go away. Um, and it was because of integrative medicine and functional medicine that I was able to get to the root cause of my problem. So, you know, I've used integrative medicine, not just on many patients, but myself to heal myself. And I feel like that's why I'm able to relate to patients. And then that's why I'm able to provide like the utmost best care because I've been there, done that. So, yeah. <laughs> That's so great. And it's so interesting because so many of us who have gone through integrative medicine or lifestyle medicine, functional medicine, have our own personal issues and personal reasons for wanting to pursue more education. And your story is so similar to mine. I'm also yoga certified and I looked into integrative medicine at that time, just because I was practicing yoga myself, felt so much better in terms of chronic pain issues, which uh, my background is chronic pain management. And I wanted to be able to bring that to my patients. And so, so many of us kind of share similar stories into why we decided to pursue further education on this, you know, pretty much other different lifestyle than, than traditional medicine. So (laughs) definitely want to kind of shift gears a little bit because you mentioned, you know, you yourself, you were dealing with some chronic stress issues. And so that is our topic for today. So wanted to kind of see um, specifically, I know we talked a little bit offline about what specific chronic stress topics that you wanted to talk about today. So why don't you share with everyone, um, you know, the couple of topics that you wanted to discuss? Yeah. So, you know, guys, um, I think everyone right now is pretty stressed because we're in a pandemic and it's the holiday season. And um, one of the things I've noticed a lot of my practice, not just with myself, but a lot of my patients and over. I've been practicing is, you know, chronic stress really is the gateway to a lot of medical problems, unfortunately. Um, You know, it increases your risk of depression, um, anxiety, um, but also what in my world, um, autoimmune conditions, you know, increases your risk of heart disease and cancer. So chronic stress is very, very important. Now, what I I've learned over the years and even more so this year with the pandemic is it actually decreases your immune system and it actually makes um, um, treating COVID or I should say um, beating COVID harder because when your immune system is weakened because you've had this buildup of chronic stress over these years, it can actually be very detrimental to your immune system. And these are the things that I think are really important that's not talked about. Um, And this is why I think stress management in general is so important from the get-go and having these practices that you do every day. And look, the way I explain it to everybody is, unfortunately, we can't all be, you know, Tibetan monks and meditate all day and live in caves. Like I wish we could, you know, Um, but you know, we live in a society where there's always going to be some sort of stress, stress with your kids, stress with work, stress in traffic, whatever, but we have to be able to react to it in a positive way. And that's the hard part, right? So it's not like we can escape the stress, but we have to learn how do we react to it in a very positive way. And that is what I really want to share with people. And I think for a lot of people, they say, oh, well, I'm not stressed. Um, I feel fine. But so what are some of the manifestations for, for those of us listening who are not in the medical field? What are some of the outward physical manifestations of stress that, you know, for most people, they just say, well, I'm not really stressed, but when you think about it, they really are. Yeah. You know, that's perfect. Cause like, for example, today I was just talking to a patient before um, this morning and, and I, one of the questions I always ask is what is your stress like? Cause it's, it's a conversation I have with every single patient because it really does matter. And, you know, she's like, no, it, it, it 
I feel fine. I'm not stressed. And I'm like, are you sure? Like we're in a pandemic. There's different types of stress. There's political stress. There's pandemic stress. There's family stress. But manifestations of this are actually very, very valid. Like you're not sleeping. You haven't changed an appetite. Maybe you're eating more. Maybe you're eating less. Maybe you're craving saltier foods or, or sugary foods, right? Um, not only is your sleep disrupted, but you're fatigued, you're tired, right? You're just kind of like feeling blah. You have a lot of like bloating. You have a lot of, um, maybe you have some heart palpitations. Maybe you have a little bit of like um, just feeling a little off, maybe hard time getting a deep breath in, like so a little bit of shortness of breath that you're experiencing. Um, maybe it's just, you know, the other, the other thing is just motivation. We don't talk about this enough, but maybe it's just your motivation, you know, where you, you were able to, you know, run for 20 minutes, you know, now you're like, I can barely run for 10 minutes. Like there's different things that your, your physical ability, um, there's so many different ways, different, different, symptoms that we need to pay attention to that we don't, um, that stress is affecting us. Yeah. And I think it takes a little bit of also, um, your own mind body awareness as well. I think, um, if you, if you don't really pay attention to those little signs and symptoms in your own body, it's really hard for you to recognize whenever you do experience stress. I know for myself, uh, I experienced stress by having breakouts of a rash behind my neck. Exactly. Um, so that, and then increased heart rate, that's kind of the, the, um, my own physical manifestations, but everybody's different. And so I think, um, you know, it takes a little bit of awareness as well. Yeah, I agree. So tell us a little bit about, um, what are some techniques that you talk about with your patients and with your own self, um, about managing stress? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I recommend a lot is, uh, breathing techniques. Um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Andrew Wells, four, seven, eight breathing technique. I recommend it to everybody. It's my, it's not only my go-to, but it's like my patients go to, it's like in their treatment protocol, you know, that's very important. Um, so having something to decrease your cortisol, cortisol system is, is, is the first and foremost, it takes like 30 seconds. You can do this while you're at work. You can run to the restroom. You can do it before you go to bed. The first thing you do when you wake up, up. I mean, if you're stuck in a traffic light, just feeling overwhelmed, just as simple as it sounds, just breathing. It doesn't even have to be as fancy as a four, seven, eight breathing technique, but just taking a minute to be aware of your breath, you know, just as something as simple as that is, is the key. Um, the other thing that I really encourage is, you know, being able to, to implement some sort of meditation practice. You know, we're so fortunate these days to have different apps like the Calm app and Headspace and so many new different um, technologies that are helping us um, to um, meditate a little bit better, you know, and so and free as well. They're free. Yeah, exactly. I mean, YouTube, there's so many different options. So um, you know, there's different styles of meditation and the common complaint is like, well, how do I start? You know, uh, even on my Instagram, like I, I have some um, meditation techniques that I've, I've put a couple videos up on there. You know, there's so many people with so many good resources that really want to help you figure out what's the best style of meditation for you. And it doesn't even have to be about being silent. It's just about awareness to me. And it's all about being mindful. So, you know, it's again, if I meet patients with where they're at in life, you know, I don't expect you to, you know, go from zero to now meditate three hours in silence by yourself. That's not the, that's not the expectation, but even starting off with five minutes of mindfulness goes a long way. And, um, just those two simple techniques, you know, are so therapeutic and can make a 
a really big difference on your immune system overall. I definitely agree. And there are so many options, like you mentioned in terms of the breathing. Um, I know on my Garmin, I have a little notification. If it notices my heart rate is up, it will tell me to relax. And it actually will prompt me on breathing. It will count down, um, you know, eight seconds of breath in and eight seconds breath out. So it's not exactly the four, seven, eight, but it's something. And so it's a little bit guided. Yeah. And uh, to your note about the meditation as well, I know that's so hard for so many people just because it sounds so scary. And I kind of, I will tell people that if all you can do is just download an app that day, just download it. I mean, it's a start. So, yeah. I mean, you have to start, you start where you start, you know? Yeah, I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. And so, um, we talked a little bit offline about, um, a couple of topics that I wanted to, the one was fertility and one was post COVID syndrome. Since we kind yeah. of talked a little bit about COVID, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what exactly post COVID syndrome is and, and how you can manage stress related to that? Yeah. So that's so great because right now, um, you know, everybody's afraid of getting COVID and with good reasons, you know, like my family and I had COVID, it's pretty scary. Um, but it's, there's a whole new, a a whole new syndrome that that's about to emerge and it's about to blow up. It's called post COVID syndrome. Um, I see this in my practice already. It's people that had COVID and it could have been mild symptoms or it could have been like um, pretty devastating symptoms, depending on, you know, where they are, what they're before they even got COVID, right? The underlying medical issues. But now they're having, um, they're having these symptoms of, you know, um, myalgia or body aches, they're having chronic headaches, they're having um, chest pain or palpitations, increased anxiety. Um, they're actually more depressed, you know, um, they're not able to function like they, they were. They have a lot of brain fog, um, a lot of like weird numbness tingling or neurological symptoms. And um, conventional medicine is blowing this off and they're like, oh, it's, it's fine, take an antidepressant, you'll be on your way. Um, in my world, I look at everything and I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at your underlying reason of, you know, what could be triggering this, you know, micronutrients are off, you know, if you took medications, gut issues, um, but stress management is very important in this because being in a situation like this where you, you can't even Google it, you're, you're Googling it and Google doesn't even have the information, it freaks you out. Um, there's a lot of these patients that we're seeing, they're in these Facebook groups and the people in these Facebook groups are just people that have these symptoms. So they're just kind of like feeding off of each other. There's no real medical person there that's able to guide them and say, Hey, this is what you need to do. So um, it is very serious. And I think that also produces a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty. Um, There are patients that I've talked to that have, that had COVID in March and now it's December and still have lingering symptoms. You know, for some people, our family, Fortunately, I'm an, I'm an integrative and functional medicine doctor. I knew exactly what to do when we had COVID and I knew exactly what to do after we were better to get ourselves even better than before we got COVID. So the average person isn't aware of that. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a lot, but stress management is important. That is something I want to stress because if you let, if you let the, the, your symptoms of post-COVID take over, that anxiety creeps up and it can actually be even more detrimental to your immune system. This is why we're seeing people, um, another reason why we're people are getting COVID again. You know, I do believe there's multiple strains of COVID out there, not just one. Um, 
So, but yeah, but you have to be able to manage your stress. And specifically, once you find out you have COVID, breathing techniques are very important, not just for general stress management, but also to make sure we're keeping your lungs open, right? Keeping your respiratory system um, open and, and functioning optimally. And um, that's where we're also bringing down your cortisol level, right? And by doing these things, it really will positively impact your immune system. I think that's great because I mean, it, it is, there's so much that we don't know about this disease. And, um, so if people were to get it, um, you know, some people may think it's a death sentence, which it is not. And I think, um, managing the stress during that time, but also post COVID, like you mentioned, um, traditionally or traditional medicine would, you know, um, many people may feel like they're getting blown off. Like, um, you know, their symptoms are not real or how they're feeling is not real. So I think it's important to have physicians like yourself out there who know that this post COVID syndrome is real, but also managing the stress and the anxiety associated because it's, it almost is like a PTSD type of thing, like yeah. what they're experiencing. Yeah, right? I, I definitely agree. And I'm, for example, I saw a patient last week, um, with post COVID, um, and she now has like pleuritis, right. Um, because of it and, um, pleurisy and, um, it's actually a big deal because every time she takes a big breath in, it hurts, mm -hmm. right? And so she's, you, you, you form these behaviors and habits of like, I'm afraid to breathe. I'm afraid to breathe because if I breathe, my chest is going to hurt, but I need to breathe, but then I can't breathe. And it's like, it's like all these like thoughts. Vicious cycle, right. Vicious cycle. Um, and I mean, I definitely worked with her last week and actually just talked to her um, this week, just checking in with her and she's doing so much better. I mean, it's very, very, it's, it's, it's very important to manage your stress. And one thing that I'm not downplaying antidepressants or, you know, um, pharmacological pharmacological um, agents. That's not what I'm trying to do because sometimes they are necessary. Sometimes they are needed, but I want people to know that it's not just in your head. These, these symptoms that you're experiencing are legit there. It's, it is real symptoms that people are experiencing. And I don't want people to feel like they're alone. And I don't want people to feel like um, nobody's listening to them because there, there are people like myself who are listening to your symptoms and are able to help you. I think that's so great. And I think that's really important for many of these patients to hear that it is real, what they're experiencing and, but also that they can get through it. And uh, sometimes they just need a little bit of help and, and need a yeah. physician who will listen to them. So I want to shift gears and I know COVID is just a huge topic. We can probably talk about it for a long time, especially since we're still in the middle of this, but I do want to hear your thoughts on um, chronic stress management as it relates to fertility, because that is something that you, you mentioned that you wanted to chat about. Yeah, so this is actually really, really important, guys, um, mainly because, again, you know, in my journey, I had trouble conceiving with my with my daughter, um, who's now three years old. And, you know, I'm pretty healthy, was healthy, been, been healthy pretty much my whole life, no real medical problems. So when I got to about, you know, 32, 33, and I was ready to have a baby, um, it took me a while to and to conceive. And this is actually a common um, story I hear from a lot of my female colleagues in, in the medical world, in the professional world. Um, and one of the, and I, after doing some investigation for myself, because I felt alone, you know, I really felt, I was really depressed. I really felt alone. Um, I was kind of embarrassed. I was embarrassed because here I am, this integrative functional medicine doctor in the peak of um, my fellowship. And um, 
and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't have a baby. I was helping these women in my practice who I could tell them fix this and this, and they were getting pregnant, but I couldn't get pregnant myself. And it didn't make sense. So um, I was fortunate to form, you know, have colleagues that I talked to and I was like, wait, I'm not the only one. Something's up. So you're telling me all you doctor girlfriends of mine have, have had trouble conceiving, like something's up here. Like there's something. But nobody talks about, about it. Nobody talks about it. Right. Yeah. So, so after, after, you know, talking to a lot of these ladies, I was like, there's a pattern here. And the biggest pattern is chronic stress. It's a buildup of chronic stress. You know, when your cortisol, cortisol levels are high, you're not ovulating. And let me tell you, ladies, because I've been there, you know, you're so desperately trying to conceive. You're doing everything. You're, you've got you've tried every trick in the book, right? I get it. I've done it. You know, tried every trick in the book and every month. That minute you see your cycle, the minute you see a drop of blood, you're like, you, you get depressed, you get riled up, that stress tension rises again. It's a vicious cycle every month, you know? Um, and it wasn't until I actually did a lot of like soul searching, you know, long story short, soul searching, um, let, let things go and stop being so controlling and actually learn to manage some of that chronic stress that I was able to conceive naturally. And it, what it, I hate saying it that way, but it really was as easy as that, you know? Um, and for a lot of my patients, I do different things, right? So for some of my patients, I start off by optimizing nutrition. Um, I'm, you know, putting them on certain supplements. I'm looking at their genetics. Do they have certain genes, you know, like MTHFR? Do they have autoimmune conditions? Like I do a whole slew of different things that are practice, you know, managing their thyroid, et cetera. But stress management is definitely part of the protocol to help people uh, help these women conceive, regardless if it's with me in conjunction with um, IVF or if they're seeing a reproductive endocrinologist, we're working together. Um, you know, maybe they're getting acupuncture. Acupuncture is so important to, you know, help with um, their, their um, overall reproductive health and again, to improve their cortisol production. So yeah, I think it's so important and it's not talked about and I really wish it was. Yeah. A lot of these, um, you know, women's topics are just not commonly talked about like fertility, miscarriages, things like that. Um, that definitely would be helpful if we were just a little bit more open so that, you know, people or women who are experiencing these issues do not feel alone. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you talk about stress management when it comes to fertility, because how many stories have we heard about women who go through all the IVF, you know, have a baby through IVF and then, suddenly get pregnant the next time without even trying because their stress levels have decreased, you know? Yeah. So I hear it important. all the time. I hear it all the time. You know, everybody's like so desperately trying to get pregnant the first time. Um, and then the second time you're not trying to get pregnant and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I guess I'm pregnant. <laughs> so it just does definitely goes to show if you're able to kind of decrease the stress, then um, everything is a lot easier. And I do want to make a note of, you know, during this time, especially with the pandemic and because of the pandemic, everybody's already on such a high level of stress that if you are trying to conceive, it's even more challenging because of all the issues that we have currently going on in the world. Yeah. You know, guys, it's, it's been a very challenging year. You know, we've been hit with stress from so many different angles. You know, 
kids are now at home if they weren't before we're homeschooling kids you know um parents still have to figure out a way of working um there's so many different factors it's been political unrest and stress this year as well as as well as just covid stress i mean there's i feel like people have been hit from so many different angles and everybody's just trying to cope and figure it out and i think honestly everybody's probably doing a really good job you know i want people to know you're probably doing the best you can in the situation we're in so don't be don't be hard on yourself um but find little tweaks and learn how to manage your stress because if you can manage it today you know we can have we can be in a pandemic times three tomorrow and you'll be able to handle it it's all exactly. about it's all about learning how to stay grounded today so whatever's thrown at you tomorrow you've got it yeah, I think it's just, you know, we all have to kind of um, adjust the way that we cope with with this amount of stress, the things that we normally utilize to cope with our stress, we most likely aren't able to like for me, it's massages, it's going to eat exactly. with my friends, it's going into the gym, you can't do any of those things. So it's a matter of finding different ways, exactly. and learning how to adjust. And I think that's something that we can all use at this time. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of, one of my, one of my tips for patients is do what brings you joy. Like I used to same with same, like you, I would love to get massages and like love my little girly spa days. I can't do that. And I'm not going to do that. Right. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I, I loved going to hot yoga. That was my stress relief. But during this pandemic, I've learned, okay, I can still, still do other things that make me happy. I can cook more. I can spend more time with my babies. There's so many other things that you can do that don't necessarily cost money that don't put you at an increased risk of getting COVID and you can still be happy. I love that. And that is also something that I say to a lot of my patients or, and just to my clients or people in general is, is exactly that do what makes you happy. Because if you don't, um, you know, whatever it is that you force yourself to do, it's just not going to be sustainable. And you're kind of exactly. right back at square one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Bindia, we are running out of time. Um, you know, this time always flies by and I love the topics that we discussed today. So definitely for my listeners, if you would like for her to come back to discuss more on certain topics, I would love to hear back from you, but, um, I want to give you the opportunity to share how people can reach you if they want to reach out to you. Yeah, thank you. So you can definitely, you know, um, go to my website at www.drbindiamd.com. Um, my practice name is Revive Atlanta MD Indicator. So our practice address is www.reviveatlmd.com. I see patients virtually, so um, it's not a big deal anywhere all over the country. Um, but you can also find me on Facebook, Instagram at Dr. Bindia MD. That's the handle. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to connect and, and answer questions. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been so much fun and I know I can, I will definitely connect with you more offline and, um, otherwise have a wonderful holiday. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the wish well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.